0: As you probably have heard, playoff expansion is not on the imminent horizon, and we're going to talk about it. Good morning. It is Friday, January 14th. You're listening to the College Football Daily. My name is Trey Scott. We're about to bring in Brandon Marcello, National College Football Reporter for 24-7 Sports to discuss some of the, the biggest news of the week, probably the biggest, actually, news of the week that has the uh, the long-term implications worth doing a separate podcast about. The problem was this news was almost buried, intentionally, unintentionally, who knows, an hour or two before kickoff Monday night between Georgia and Alabama for the national championship. And that's that they the conference commissioners cannot reach an agreement on how the expansion of a playoff should look. Just a few months ago, we thought this thing might happen as early as next season get Oklahoma and Texas to the SEC, boom. Get everyone else to the Big 12, boom. Beef up the American, done. And then make this thing 12 teams, first round buys, games on college campuses. Sounded great. A few commissioners that were getting hung up in the details. And actually, after talking to Brandon and thinking about the big picture scope and health of the sport, I don't blame them, nor do I hold it against them. I am pro playoff expansion. I want to make that clear, but I'm also in agreement that we should not have a monopoly over the sport. And of course, what I mean by that is that if they expanded the playoff right now, ESPN would just get the contract. So shop it around, find some good offers, find a few different offers. I think that would help college football in the long run. Anyway, here's Brandon Marcello. All right, Brandon Marcello joins us right now. The person we bring in to explain complex situations to us, normal people, Brandon, tell me why it doesn't look likely for a, a playoff expansion to happen in the next year or two.
1: Well, uh, a few reasons, but the number one reason is um, a lot of conference commissioners got all up in their feelings, as the kids would say, back in late July when um, Oklahoma and Texas uh, announced that they were leaving the Big 12 for the SEC. It brought about some, um, some confusion, but also just some mistrust issues in that room with mainly obviously, Greg Senke, the SEC commissioner. And it was almost like a reset button. Everybody looked around and went, okay, we don't even know what our conferences are going to look like here in the next two to three years. So why are we maybe looking at expanding the playoff right away as soon as we can? And so... You started hearing things leak about well, some of us aren't happy with you know the bowl system being involved, you know the amount of campus games uh, in the first round, and then it was should it be twelve teams, should it be eight teams, and now the big crux of the issue publicly is all right, six teams will be automatically qualified uh, for a twelve-team playoff, but should it be. All five power five conference champions are guaranteed a spot in and then the highest group of five champion is allowed in as the sixth. Or should it just be six highest ranked conference champions regardless of group of five or power five? The latter, which I just mentioned, the sixth highest ranked no matter what, was the initial plan and idea that had been developed over two years and was presented and initially approved. But something happened, and that something since late July was all this conference uh, expansion and realignment, and also for some, including out in the Pac-12, with George Kovalchuk, who came in as a Pac-12 as a Pac-12 commissioner recently. He was like, "Listen, I wasn't involved in these discussions. I just got here myself in early the early summer. And why aren't we taking this?" playoff idea, this expansion, so to speak, out to the free market to see if maybe a Fox Sports or a CBS and ESPN want to bid on it for the TV rights. Because as it stands now, even if they expand immediately or wait until 2024 25, the contract would just automatically be given to ESPN because it's still under contract with the 14 playoffs. So that's the way to best simplify all this weird drama that's going inside and, and behind closed doors, but it, it is a little bit more complicated than that. And usually it is when emotions get involved.
0: So that makes me feel split on on this because, and, and we'll, we'll break it down. So the the automatic qualifier thing is one of the ones where you have to read the fine print and you're like, oh, this means that like the ACC is worried about being its champion being outranked by... And if you got to get to six or five, like a Sunbelt champion, right? Like that's, that seems a little silly. I guess I see where point though, because these conferences are the same conferences, different commissioners that came up with a, a playoff that guaranteed that one of them at least would get left out each year. But that seems Brandon, I mean, that's just, I mean, like speaking candidly, that seems like a ridiculous thing to worry about right
1: yeah and you know what's funny when this is mentioned to these commissioners they go well if it's really all that ridiculous on both sides really we're not talking a lot about all this why doesn't the other side just come and say okay whatever we'll just do your side of it and everything will be fine which is also silly when i hear it but you know the big schools like in ohio state they're they're not in favor of it because I, you'd have to remind me, you probably know better than me. I wasn't covering it nationally, but you know, back in what, 2015 or whenever that was, uh, the Big Ten champion would not have reached the playoff at that State. time.
0: Yeah. Penn yeah. State. I think 2015, so, 2016. Yeah.
1: So that's their big point, big issue. And then also behind all this, they're kind of being reminded, like you, you, you know more about this deeper in history than me. They're being reminded of this stuff by their former commissioners in the ACC and the Big Ten. Jim Delaney, um, the former Big Ten commissioner, is still very much, I guess you could say, indirectly involved with everything. He's got Kevin Warren's ear uh, almost at wow. all times. And wow. so that further complicates things. It's like uh, uh, having angels and devils on your shoulders 24-7.
0: Jeez. And then the SEC sank. he's like, okay, if you guys don't want to expand,
1: okay. Right? Yeah, the SEC standing there going, well, we'll stay at four or whatever. That's fine with us because obviously, as we just saw, they had two teams in the playoff um, and they're fine with that. And then meanwhile, the Pac-12 is going, we want expansion. We really kind of don't care what it looks like as far as, as long as it's among these six most discussed uh, plans that are now being presented, which is 12 team playoffs with different um, versions of it. We're okay with it. And the big reason for that is they haven't been able to get in the playoff. So this would open the door for them. So you've got the SEC who's kind of just like, well, if you don't like the way Greg Sankey and Bob Bowlesby, the Big 12 commissioner, originally built this thing over two years and presented to you in July and approved it, if you don't like that, then we're just fine going to four teams. And I'm not so sure that Sankey is willing to, uh, at this point, deviate from their initial presentation of 12 teams. Um And the six highest conference champions get in. And I don't think, yeah, I was just going to say, I just don't think he's he's very keen on the idea of, we worked really hard on this. You asked us as commissioners to go work on this as a working group. We did it for two years, presented it to you. It to you. you quickly approved it. And then now all of a sudden you don't want to do it. Uh, you wasted my time. And uh, if you don't like it, then uh, come up with something yourself. And I'm not so sure I'll like that idea myself as a voting member.
0: Sometimes saying he gets a pass because he, he's a funny guy and he, he runs the SEC, which is, it's hard to argue against. Do you think he is a little bit at fault here though, Brandon, for the Texas and Oklahoma negotiations? Oh, yeah. And,
1: yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, I mean, listen, he's doing business the way a businessman would, but we're also doing it under the guise of we're working for the student athletes, and this is amateur sports. And the more that's peddled and pushed around, the the more hypocritical everybody looks. And then obviously, just when it comes to business, you're you're talking about you know taking the two biggest pieces out of a conference secretly and doing it practically overnight, which has really never really been done before, and. Sankey can sit back and go, listen, they came to us and we didn't really. It's like, well, but well, you knew about it. And obviously, you're not going to tell Bob Bowlesby, but maybe there was a better way to go about this. Maybe you tell those two schools, you know, listen, I really appreciate this. This will be phenomenal, but go talk to Bob Bowlesby before we start moving down the road here over this next year or so.
0: Yeah, for sure, and just like the fact that he was involved in the in the playoff expansion committee, so we could have a few uh, a weird few years ahead. And I'm not asking you to like tell me when the conferences um, start to take their new shapes and any of that stuff. I know the Big Twelve like could happen in in a few years. I, you know, my opinion, I think I texted you this like if the playoffs not going to expand now, and it's it's not going to expand until 2026. Like I I can almost tell you that most of Texas and Oklahoma would just say, okay, we'll just sit tight in the Big 12 and kind of get ready for the SEC. But then some of them are like, well, no, the, the relationship with the big with the Big Twelve isn't is it's no longer tenable anyway. I mean, you watch a Big Twelve commercial and the highlights of Texas and Oklahoma are like the Texas <laughs> and Oklahoma player getting dunked on or scored on. So it's you know, and, and for the first time ever, you've got Texas and Oklahoma fans arguing about a, a referee conspiracy against them and not for them when when it's an interconference game. The last thing I want to talk about, and we'll circle back to to one of the first things you said, the TV rights deal. That would have to be a win for everybody but ESPN, right, Brandon? To to have an NFL type, you get a piece of this, you get a piece of that. We're no longer monopolizing the sport. And, uh and fair coverage to all as far as you can go
1: yeah and that's that's what this looks like it's it's heading toward and that was a really uh, a sticking point for George koafoff. he's like listen, I'm okay with any of these ideas but at some point we need to shop this out to multiple networks. he says we're the only we're the only major sport in the world really that is not on multiple networks and getting as much money as they possibly can. The college football is just like, no, we'll just all go to ESPN. It's fine. And he doesn't like that. He doesn't think it's good business. And, and George Kalavkov, by the way, his background is in streaming and in television. He worked with NBC. He helped start up Hulu previously. That was his previous gig. So he, he understands not only the way this has been working but what he sees happening in the future with streaming services and also multimedia rights deals which is why he was hired in the Pac-12 because their Pac-12 network is an absolute disaster and he's been asked to save it and retool it. So for that very reason and I think that's becoming more of a push not only in that commissioner's room but across college football where they're going, "Yeah, why don't we shop this around?" And the only way they can shop it around is if one ESPN voluntarily says, "Oh yeah, sure, we'll break the contract. Go shop it around." That's not happening. And so They'll have to wait till after the 2025 regular season to start shopping this around to maybe potentially other networks, which leads more credence to uh, the prevailing thought that we are not going to see an expanded playoff until after the 2026 regular season.
0: Yeah, and I'll just end on this note, and you can have a follow up if, if you if you'd like. Uh, I'd, I'd welcome one. I think that the the college sports coverage world is in a better spot to handle across different networks and platforms than it was ten to fifteen years ago. Brandon, I mean, look like we're Viacom employees, and that's CBS, and, and I know CBS is getting out of the SEC, but maybe there'll be players. But but Fox has just been a monster, right? Like. Uh, Big noon kickoff and all that stuff. They they've got their stuff figured out. You you mentioned the Pac-12 commissioner has a background with NBC. Maybe that gets in the mix. I just I just feel like there are so many more options to serve college football fans. And ESPN has has is tied up with so many other things too. It, it's almost yeah. it's kind of silly to ask ESPN to cover the NBA and college football and the NFL and, and Major League Baseball and, and hockey now too, kind of all on equal footing. I think it's I think it's great to, to share the sugar.
1: And you're starting to see the cracks a little bit. I mean, listen, it's not really a lot of fault of ESPN. It just is what it is. You saw the cracks in it even this season where, remember that big controversy with hardcore, hardcore fans? It seemed like every week there was a game out West that was almost in standard definition uh, instead of high definition on their networks. And it was because they were using an old truck because they didn't have enough trucks production trucks and they were upscaling the image, but it looked really bad. It looked like uh, a few guys from the South, like me, it looked like a Jefferson pilot game back in 2001 or or, or Raycom. And so that was a big issue and it got got called out publicly and they had to like figure out a way to almost reassign that bus elsewhere in the country within two weeks so they could almost hide it at a at a smaller game. But that that's the thing. I mean, you ask someone to do way too many things, even if it's a conglomerate like ESPN that's owned by Disney, it's difficult to do. So I, I think it just makes sense uh, for the health of the sport to break this up and put it on multiple networks because one, it's more money, which will help things thrive. And two, it's just, just a smart thing to do.
0: Okay. Thanks to Brandon for joining us. You can follow him on Twitter at BMarcello. Our producer is Lance Glenn. My name is Trey Scott. Just a little programming note. Monday is a holiday. Martin Luther King Jr. Day, corporate holiday. We're going to take it off and we will be back on Tuesday, very likely with an episode Unless there's major breaking news over the weekend with an episode about the NFL draft declaration deadline, which is Monday. And as usual, we will have some winners, some losers, some surprises, some head scratchers. And we'll be talking about that on the College of Daily. Until next time, enjoy your weekend.